Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. 1 Chronicles chapter 13. David conferred with each of his officers, the commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds. He then said to the whole assembly of Israel, If it seems good to you, and if it is the will of the Lord our God, let us send word far and wide to the rest of our people throughout the territories of Israel, and also to the priests and Levites who are with them in their towns and pasture lands, to come and join us. Let us bring the ark of our God back to us, for we did not inquire of it during the reign of Saul. The whole assembly agreed to do this because it seemed right to all of the people. So David assembled all Israel, from the Shihor River in Egypt to Lebo Hamath, to bring the ark of God from Kiriath-Jerim. David and all Israel went to Bela of Judah, Kiriath-Jerim, to bring up from there the ark of God the Lord, who is enthroned between the cherubim, the ark that is called by his name. They moved the ark of God from Abinadab's house on a new cart with Uzzah and Ahio guiding it. David and all of the Israelites were celebrating with all of their might before God with songs and harps, lyres, timbrels, cymbals, and trumpets. When they came to the threshing floor of Kaidan, Uzzah reached out his hand to steady the ark because the oxen had stumbled. The Lord's anger burned against Uzzah And he struck him down because he had put his hand on the ark. So he fell there before God. Then David was angry because the Lord's wrath had broken out against Uzzah. And to this day, that place is called Perez Uzzah. David was afraid of God that day and asked, How can I ever bring the ark of God to me? He did not take the ark to be with him in the city of David. Instead, he took it to the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite. The ark of God remained with the family of Obed-Edom in his house for three months, and the Lord blessed his household and everything he had. Now, this is a very short chapter. It consists of only 14 verses. It's unusual in 1 Chronicles to have a chapter this short, to be honest with you. But there are several very important features of this chapter that we can apply to our daily life. And so let's look first at the chapter itself, and then I'll get down to these three important points from the life of David and others that we can apply to our own lives. So verse 3, the Jews said among themselves, let us bring the ark of our God back to us, for we did not inquire of it during the reign of Saul. And the whole assembly agreed to do this because it seemed right to all the people. So unlike Saul, David's heart was toward the Lord. Unlike Saul, David wanted to be near the presence of the Lord, and the Ark of the Covenant represented the manifest presence of God on earth. And so David's desire was to bring the presence of the Lord close to him so that he could interact with the Lord, and the Ark represented that closeness. The manifestation of the Lord's presence in proximity of the Ark was what attracted David. Not the Ark itself, but the presence of the Lord. And then in verse 6, we read, David and all Israel went to Bela of Judah, that's Kiriath-Jerim, to bring up from there the ark of God, the Lord, who is enthroned between the cherubim, the ark that is called by his name. 
they moved the ark of God from Abinadab's house on a new cart with Uzzah and Ahio guiding it. And David and all the Israelites were celebrating with all of their might before God with songs and with harps, lyres, timbrels, cymbals, and trumpets. And so what's going on here is a little bit mysterious because what had happened during the time of Saul, the reign of Saul, was the ark had become essentially an artifact. It was no longer um, a symbol, and there was no longer an awareness that the God of Israel came with the ark. But the ark itself had become an artifact of Israel's glory days that were long gone. But the Lord was not gone. The Lord had not departed from the presence of the ark. In fact, it makes the point in this verse 6 that we just read that the ark is called by his name. And so wherever he causes his name to be honored, he comes there. And so in proximity to the ark, the Lord was there. And so during this long disuse by Saul, there was a measure of respect that had gone to the wrong direction concerning the ark of the covenant. Moses had been very particular about who could touch it, who could carry it, the manner it was to be transported and so forth. Had to be done by Levites. There was a very specific protocol. And so they were not using this protocol for moving the ark from point A to point B. They put it on a cart, which sounded great. Uh, They had these two guys, Uzzah and Ohio, guiding it. We don't know their pedigree, but um, they were not doing it according to the Levitical standards, even if they were Levites. And so in verse 9, when they came to the threshing floor of Kaidon, Uzzah reached out his hand to steady the ark because the oxen had stumbled. Now, this was forbidden. You couldn't touch the ark of the covenant. And so I don't know what would have happened. It sounds like a move of respect to preserve the ark, but he wasn't entitled to touch the ark. The Lord had been very specific about how the ark was to be handled and the holiness of the ark. And so the Lord's anger burned against Uzzah and he struck him down. He killed him because he put his hand on the ark and he died there. Now, the people's response was terror. David's response was terror and dread. Now, we read in verse 11 specifically about his response. It says, then David was angry because the Lord's wrath had broken out against Uzzah. To this day, that place is called Perez Uzzah. And then verse 12, David was afraid of God. And he asked, how can I ever bring the ark of God to me? And so David's um, response was probably like your response would have been. He was um, thinking he was doing a very good thing. The Lord didn't respond the way he anticipated. And when the Lord didn't respond the way he anticipated, David became afraid. And so finally, they didn't take the Ark of the Covenant. They didn't continue on with the journey. In verse 13, he didn't take the Ark to be with him in the city of David. Instead, he took it to the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. The Ark of God remained with the family of Obed-Edom in his house for three months, and the Lord blessed his household and everything he had. So apparently this Obed-Edom was not afraid to be in proximity to the sacred Ark of the Covenant and the God of the Ark. And apparently the Lord blessed his household because of their attitudes toward him and towards his his protocols of heaven, if you will. So let me back up. There are three things I want to talk about. First, David was angry because of what had happened. Friends, have you ever been angry with the Lord because of something in your life that's happened? I think it's very common to mankind. It's common among lost people, but it's common among godly people as well. And so Did David have a right to be angry with the Lord? No, he did not. He didn't understand at that moment exactly what was going on, but he did not have a right to be angry with the Lord. And so perhaps you've held the Lord guilty in your eyes for something that he's done. 
But at the end of the day, we're all like kindergartners talking to the greatest PhD on earth about whatever subject when we speak to the Lord. He knows so much more than we do. His perspective is so different than ours that even though things happen, we can't understand. We always must trust him. And so then David's response besides anger was he was afraid of God. Friends, we can never become afraid of God to the point where we withdraw from him. David left the Ark of the Covenant there and backed away because he was afraid of what had happened. He didn't know how to respond. Fear is never from the Lord. The Bible says the Lord has not given you a spirit of fear. So if you have fear concerning approaching God, that's not from God. The Lord is always desiring that we would approach and reapproach and reapproach. And then finally, this Obed Edom received the Ark of the Lord and handled it properly, and the Lord blessed his household and everything he had. Friends, do you want your household blessed? Do you want everything you put your hands to blessed? I certainly do. Well, it requires a measure of respect and desire to be near the Lord, desire to be near the Lord's presence. The Ark of the Covenant was with Obed-Edom and his family 24-7. There was no downtime. They had to maintain their respect and honor to the Lord continuously, and they did that, and the Lord blessed their household and everything they had. Friends, if you want the blessing of Almighty God, let the relationship you have with Jesus be like a marriage. There's no downtime. Although you may not be focused on him moment by moment, you're always in relationship with him. And that continuous awareness and that continuous respect and desire to be with him must be found among us to receive the blessings of the Lord. And so, Father, we pray that you would forgive us if we've been angry with you over anything. Lord, forgive us if we've been afraid to approach you because of something we've done or something we perceive that has been done to us. Lord, we're sorry. Forgive us. Erase that, Lord. Give us the desire to be with you continuously. Give us the desire to respect you and honor you and come to know you better. And bless our households and bless everything that we have. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.